The engineer was Christian B. McGuire, and the captain was voiced by science fiction author Larry Niven. This program and its contents, except where provided by others, is copyright 2015 by the Krypton Media Group, Incorporated. The Event Horizon, it's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. The center of the galaxy, and there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. We should be able to hear the magnetic resonance field. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow. With me is my co-host, Susan Fox. And we have two guests today. Uh, one of them is, <laughs> is Eben Brooks, a uh, very well-famed uh, uh, fan musician and filker. And the other one is Christian Basil of Mark Who 42, or the popular Doctor Who radio show here on Krypton Radio. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hello. I'm glad to have you with us. So. (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of a first. You know, I mean, we don't. uh, We usually have like uh, uh, a special guest with uh, with. Hot new project. Yeah, or, or a bunch of people. I think the, the, the record number of people that we had on the show once was 10. If you can imagine 10 people in a conversation. Uh, they were very well behaved. I it worked really well. I don't know how they did it. But, um, uh, you know, this time we're just going to have, uh, we're just having a couple of uh, guest panelists and we're just going to talk. You know Fantastic. about science fiction and uh, and the stuff that's going on right now and uh, the projects that you guys are working on and and uh, we're just going to have a little fun. Awesome. Sounds awesome to me. So, um, uh, so I haven't even seen Eben since Westercon last July. I know, I know. So what are you? But up damn, to? that was a fun Westercon. That wasn't was it? a hell of a deal. <laughs> I really had a good time at that event. Yeah. Yeah, for if you weren't at Westercon, what happened is Eben and uh, and his band performed a, a song cycle, uh, an, uh, a rock opera, really. Uh, why don't you tell the audience about it, Eben? Sure. Um, the band is called In My Humble Opinion, and we came up with this idea of taking a bunch of different songs and stringing them together with some uh, narration and you know dramatic presentation. Uh, and and turning that into an, an hour long set, and we uh, we performed uh, the set called "Won't You Scatter My Ashes." Uh, the title is, is taken from the title is taken from uh, the song "Lonesome Graveyard" by House of Freaks, which is the framing song, which sort of links the whole thing together. And then we have eight other songs that we perform in there with you know narration and 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 drama and stuff and at westercon we actually released the album that that set is on and sold out 
you sold out. I did sold not realize out. that. That's... Now we only we could only get a limited number of copies to Westercon because uh-huh. I was literally designing and 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 submitting the uh, the cover art for it the night before Holy we performed. Cow. Oh, that's that's cutting it fine. Mm-hmm. That's cutting it fine. I mean, there's the old joke about you know. You're not you're not a true SCA or and until you are sewing your costume in the car on the way to the event. That's and kind of the functional true. That is true. What we did. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how convention costuming works as well. Yeah, you know, convention you, costuming. It's usually the same people. Yeah, that's <laughs> true enough. <laughs> Yo, the, the, the actual first aid kit is actually when they go to the concierge desk to get that uh, kit that for free in there. That that. Emergency. That's the emergency release. Yeah, I suppose it is. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, the uh, um, the concert, and I was sitting in the audience, and I so was I until well mm. uh, un- until, until it was discovered that their drummer didn't show, didn't show up. Yeah, uh, and then, what happened was our our percussionist Edward. Uh-huh. Um, he he. We had done the show the previous night as at, at the uh, uh, costume contest halftime, mm-hmm. and we didn't we didn't realize that Edward was not feeling very well. I mean, he did a great job, but the next day when it came time for us to perform and he didn't show up and he wasn't answering his phone, it turns out he just felt so terrible. He went straight home, fell asleep, and slept for like. 18 hours. Wow. Then he needed so he it. wasn't even awake until after we were done. Wow. So he but could... Susan Fox <laughs> stepped in and saved the day. Well, I'd, I'd heard the cycle twice, and Eben pops up with, is anybody, is there a drummer in the house? And I kind of raised my hand and said, I'm a drummer, and I had a drum with me. And you had a drum with you. And I was, it was you know, and inventing it rock very well. And... And it was especially cool because that was the show where Stephen Bruce was in the audience. Oh, good. I'm glad I yeah. didn't shame you then. Now, who is, <laughs> who is Stephen Bruce? Stephen Bruce is uh, an author of uh, many wonderful pieces of fiction, uh, the most famous of which is, are the uh, 14 or 15 uh, volumes currently of the Vlad Taltosh uh, Dragera novels. Oh, my. Okay. With he was one of the guests of honor, right? Yeah, he was one of the guests of honor. Yeah. And uh, and he is also a musician um, and a songwriter, uh, and he collaborated with uh, Adam Stemple and Boiled in Lead hmm. to write a bunch of songs that sort of coincided with his novel, The Gypsy, and they were published on the album, Songs from the Gypsy. We use hmm. one of those songs... And won't you scatter my ashes? A track called "Hide My Track." Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and as we were playing the song, I could just see just see Stephen in the audience just just grinning, like 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 the proverbial cat, you know. Well, that's awesome. I had yeah, it was I, wonderful. I, I hadn't it really realized was. you hadn't written the entire cycle yourself. I did recognize one particular piece, which mm-hmm. is uh, "Hey There, Cthulhu." Yes. Which, um, you know, I thought... Has completely ruined Hey There, Delilah for us. (laughs) (laughs) That's my mission. (laughs) 
can can we uh uh can we play the track now please great sunken city you're a billion light years distant and the stars look very pretty from relay so close and yet so far away e-r-e-a cthulhu fatagin or is that cthulhu fatine i can never quite remember cause i'm not in my right mind since i met you no one corrupts the way you do You know it's true Oh, it's what you'll do to me Oh, and all humanity Oh, you'll rise up from the sea Oh, kill everyone slowly Except the ones like me Hey there, Cthulhu I've been studying your gospel The Necronomicon It gives me nightmares Something awful where I see The death of all reality It fills me with glee So when the stars are right You'll come and do your worst But that's okay Because I know you'll eat the cultists Like me first when you get here I know that day is drawing near I have no fear Oh, it's what you'll do to me Oh, and all humanity Oh, you'll rise up from the sea Oh, kill everyone slowly A billion light years seem so far below the sea Beyond the stars of these humans' putrid souls You'll drink your fill The fools will all make fun of me But I'll just laugh maniacally Cause no one's ever suffered like they will Cthulhu, I can promise you That by the time this cult gets through The world will never, ever be the same Grace your darkness Boy, that's really quite a mouthful Can't quite cram it in my noggin Not today I try to say it anyway I feel my soul begin to fray Still I await that fraptious day Cthulhu
I absolutely agree with Susan. I will never be able to listen to Hey There, Delilah again after hearing that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I get that a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, hey There, Cthulhu is the only video on my YouTube channel that has over a million views. That's Holy cow. incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. How many, how many subscribers do you have on your YouTube channel? Um, you know? Upwards of 2,000. Upwards of two, okay. I yeah. don't know the exact number. Yeah, the YouTube uh, uh, YouTube right makerspace. Now. What do they call it for for the YouTube Studio? In order to use that facility, you have to have, um, as I understand it, ten thousand subscribers well, uh-huh. before they let you okay. schedule time in it. Mm. So, yeah, maybe maybe I did not can... realize that such a thing existed. Yeah, it's up here in uh, like um, Santa Monica or something. Uh, Playa Playa del Rey. Playa del Rey. It's, oh, it's, okay, cool. It's uh, it's kind of across the street from where. Rhythm and Hughes Studios used to be before they moved to El Segundo mm. and later then, and later to, to implode. Yeah. <laughs> so Christian, what have you been working on? What's uh what's the latest with you? I see it and you're I, I don't you're Skype- well, I don't know. I, I'm still picturing Susan Fox with a drum at any given moment. Here she's got 50 in her pocket or something like that. <laughs> you, like, hey, you want your own band? Hey, Susan's right there. She's got a drum in handy. Go for it, Susan. <laughs> well, she's got... Yeah, she's, There's about 10 of them in the living room here, so... Yeah, and she's got some big ones. I mean, she collects She collects them, and she's really good at it. She collects, collects the whole set. Yeah. Train you know, with her friends. It's like, you know, very limited offer. Collect your own set of tectonic plates. Um, <laughs> there I am with my triangle and kazoo going, yeah, let's go. And uh, Oh, uh, quick question, Gene. Yes. When is this premiering? Oh, this is going to be on tomorrow night. Tomorrow, it is? Tomorrow, oh. night, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. This is going on the air. We are, we, okay. we, are, we are recording this on a Friday night, and it airs on Saturday. Saturday. This is why we're panicking. This is why we called our friends and you two answered. <laughs> yeah. I happened to be sitting in front of the computer, so there it was. Yeah, it worked out great. <laughs> so I was like, I got this ring. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. yeah, we hope uh we hope to get you on a regular microphone when you get uh, home. Anyway, uh well we have some great Yeah, Hello? exactly. Uh you're dropping out, sweetheart. Oh, yeah. I, I, we may have to. We may have to pick you back up when you get home, Christian. He's and that's uh, okay. he's he skyped. He's using his cell phone to Skype in from the road. <laughs> this occasionally yeah, works. To you on Skype on my car, so I'm like, oh, this is different. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, yeah, um, the. Uh, Christian Basil is part of uh, Mark Who Forty Two. Um, uh, he's the he's the guy who's uh, basically driving all the publicity for it. And Mark uh, Mark Baumgarten is the producer of it. And uh, he's Mark Your Who, or maybe Your Forty Two. <laughs> I don't know which. And uh, they are. You guys are active all over. Uh, what is it, Florida? And, yeah. Florida and Georgia and the East Coast uh, Doctor Who conventions and make you went to MegaCon recently. And actually, correction: we are having MegaCon fan days this uh, this 
coming weekend, uh, oh, coming. the 21st and the 22nd, at the Orange County Convention Center, we will be hosting, get this, six panels oh, my at Megacon, which includes uh, the new match, uh, Mark Who 42 match game, oh, which we God. started at uh, Space Coast Comic Con, was a big success. Uh, we've never had a panel start off with a full house and then go to a standing room only. That wow. is incredible. Yeah, it started off with every seat filled to people lining up the walls because they wanted to see this game. So we were we were impressed, and we're taking it out <clears throat> to MegaCon for its second appearance, and we're just going to go wild with it. So, so is it? Yeah. We're, so is it you guys on the panel, or is it like um, people playing the parts of Doctor Who characters, or what is it? We're going to be on separate panels. One talking about what we're saying goodbye to. Claire Oswald, some of us like it, some of us don't, take on your point of view. We'll have different panels about classic and new who and talking about the differences between them. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, the match, which is which is the more popular one. But more importantly, we are having a Doctor Who guest, and not only just a Doctor Who guest, a doctor, which will be Paul McGann, the eighth doctor. Oh, oh man, I love him. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I must commend our fandom for treating him right. He was only in the one show, but... And it was terrible, but he was good. He was good in it, and um, <laughs> but nobody's given blaming him or giving him any guff. No, of course not. He is not. as respected I, as I any was... doctor, and he's certainly done yeoman's work on the uh, the audiobooks. Oh yeah, the 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 audio audio dramas, all kinds yeah. of mm-hmm. audio dramas featuring him. Uh, all kinds of finish. That's what I'm talking about. Big yeah, Finish have you Audio. Heard the Big Finish Audios? Have you heard them all? Uh, no, we haven't. Of them, but I've heard a few. Yeah, we... they're they're in mass. Uh, just a large collection. I've only heard like a thumbnail portion of them, and they're just incredible. I, I could only imagine what would happen if they actually put these stories on TV. I, I guess it's even better when you're listening to the audio. You're letting your imagination run wild with their voices and the great stories. But these yeah. are incredible stories. Uh, Very I'm trying, written. Oh yeah, I'm trying to work on the series where he has uh, his companion uh, Mary Shelley, who is the writer of Frankenstein. Oh version. wow, that's awesome! That is that's wow, awesome. what a great idea! That would explain a lot about her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would. She sees all kinds of things, you know. A man made out of uh, spare parts—that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. That, I think the first episode is called. Um, Oh, um, I think it's called The Silver Turk, and that is actually based on the Cyberman story. So go figure on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Which, yeah, which brings to mind... Probably, uh, I, I, haven't read, I haven't heard it yet. I'm very excited whenever I get, you know, money to actually listen to all these audios. You know, which, which, which brings to mind one of the great uh, scientific frauds of, I believe it was the 18th century. It was called The Mechanical Turk. And yes. uh, uh, very, it was very famously uh, touring Europe and beating royalty at chess. And it turned out that uh, it was not a robot. In fact, there was a little man who happened to play chess extremely well hiding inside the box. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it's uh, and the the phrase "mechanical Turk" uh, comes from that particular instance. So, if they call it a, a 
the silver turk. The silver turk. That sur- sounds like from the same turk. time period. Yeah, it it sounds like the same time period, and it sounds like a reference to that. Yeah, definitely well, does. Cybermen are just steampunk. Yep. Is all get out apparently. Who knew? I actually hear that Bank of America works on the same system, so I mean, nothing's really changed over the decades, has it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a little yeah. man inside There's the box. There's a little box. man inside the box pushing the lever. Now, now, now it's a little <laughs> Say that again, Mark? No, it's like, it's, uh, right, please Christine. deposit here in the ATM. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. It's not really a machine. It's a little man going out there counting the money. And stuffing it <laughs> back through the slot. Exactly. So, um... Mark, you've got. Uh, Mark's not here. I, I'm sorry. It's not. It's Christian. Yeah, it's you know because I'm so used to you know uh, when I talk to Mark who 42, it's always I'm talking to Mark and Christian together. Uh, Christian, you've got in your Skype profile picture, uh, you uh-huh. have a, a picture of the traveling TARDIS with you, holding yeah. it holding it up in the camera. This has turned into quite a phenomenon. I yeah, don't, it's. I don't know how that ever happened. I just one day uh, bought uh, a $75 Ironcast TARDIS from Amazon and decided one day to take pictures up with it. And next thing I know, 29,000 likes later, where are you people? You people are really love this box. Well, it's got I've ever seen in my lifetime. So. Well, you, you take it around, you pose it with all the celebrities, and they are all holding uh-huh. up your little TARDIS. It's the same one. And it's Every there's picture. some very famous people holding this thing for for the photograph. You know, a, and, a lot and, of famous people, a lot of famous locations. It's seen at Disney World, seen at Epcot, Sea World. Um, some of the most pro- provocative positions that it's been in. It, it, it's something that has to be experienced, and you there, have to go there, on the Facebook site and just check it out we actually one month for like this past october we called it the 31 days of halloween it was all the spooky pictures and we had music videos and and movie clips from like young frankenstein and all the horror films uh just we made it a big huge thing and i I love uh taking it out to like uh, universal studios when they have their halloween horror nights posing it with zombies and and (laughs) freddy krueger it's just wow it's 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 for some reason people like it so why stop Keep going. So is there and like just a, having a great time? Is there like a threefold spread? You know, you know, for the the centerfold. The TARDIS model sort of reclining on a couch draped with uh, velvet. Mm. That would be paint me like one of your French TARDISes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> on a little secret, one of my admins. I won't say who, um, but if you've seen some of the pictures, I actually have it with Hooter Girls. Oh, my. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Hooter about what's Girls. Is this, this is Hooter, Hooter Girls Hooter. with a W and a 12-foot scarf. Or yeah, I didn't even think about that, but we <laughs> said it that way. The Hooter Girls, the ones with the wings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? Goes, I like Hooters. So Hooters is nice atmosphere. The girls are so nice. They really are. Oh, they're, 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 they're great and everything, yeah. but he managed to get pictures with the Hooter girls. But he gives me a call and goes, what would you think about posing it with, with uh, somebody who is not fully clothed? <laughs> 
carefully draped uh, four scarf, right? I <laughs> cannot and, believe we're know, having this conversation. You, you know, you have the two halves of your brain going off at the same time. The right half is going, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? What do you think? And the left hand's going, shh, I got to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> So I go, I'm listening, and he goes, I have a friend. And I said, why don't you ever tell me that you have these friends when I'm ever around? But he <laughs> said he had a friend who was in the adult industry, and we were going to do – his idea was to do something simple to model it with uh, with a lingerie model. Uh-huh. And I, I was – you know, it, it still wasn't helping my thought process, but it never came through, but I, I just had to sit there and go – I got to keep this family oriented, and this is not working. <laughs> yeah, this There's is not helping. Yeah. Oh, that's well, funny. Well, you know what? Naughty cells. You know, cards against humanity, or in this case, maybe it's humanity. Well, I'm thinking to myself. There's certain pictures I should just keep to myself and never post on the internet ever. And then there's actually three girls who have insisted on posing with it and they would put it in their cleavage and said, take a picture. And mm-hmm. they told me specifically, don't, don't put it on the internet. I'm like, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it for your private collection. No, I'm like, why? I got this private collection of cleavage TARDIS now. So. <laughs> Tard- cleavage oh God, TARDIS. now that's going to be a Now that's a thing. Now it, it, of, of, as of hashtag, now, it's a thing. Hashtag cleavage TARDIS. TARDIS. Yeah. Bigger on the inside. So, so, um, you brought it up. Let's go. Are there, are there, don't challenge me. I'll do it. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, huh? You and your drum for crying out loud. So, (laughs) I'm sorry, broke the host. Oh dear. And if you're just joining us, welcome to Event Horizon where the show has taken a new low. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Event Horizon on Krypton Radio. Our guests are Christian Basil of Marku forty two and Eben Brooks, um Filker of Great Renown. Um, Headliner at uh, the what was the name of the festival across from uh, San Diego Comic Con last year? The Badass Music Festival. That was it. A.K.A. Banff. Bam. Oh. Well, yeah, he was, he was like one, okay, of their, one of their A-list. I guess that there. makes Thank sense. You. Yeah. It was, uh, um, As opposed to Brooklyn Academy of Music, which is so also So did they banned. actually uh, wear additional clothing to cover up the badasses? Or? <laughs> yes, of course. They're disobedient <clears throat> donkeys. It was... Um, it was me and Molly Lewis uh-huh. and Paul and Storm and um, Kirby Crackle. Yay. Oh, wow. And a bunch of other people. So they were there. Yeah, they were all there. I got to see all of them. I got to meet Molly Lewis, which was awesome. Uh, oh, the double clicks. Always love the double clicks. They, uh, they, they don't s- call themselves filkers, but they really are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. But the thing is, they do original filk. Yes, yeah. all of their stuff is 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 stuff they themselves have written, and they uh, uh, they started out in a coffee house in San Diego, I think. Did they? Yeah, I, I'm pretty I sure. I thought it was. I thought it was because they're in Portland. They're in Portland. 
Okay, yeah. that must have been a coffee house in Portland then. You know, Port- okay. Portland is known for coffee. Eben plays in a coffee house in, in, in uh, yeah, started San Diego. San Diego. Uh, Lestat's. Lestat's Coffee House. Yes, it does actually exist. I haven't and taken it is gin. actually called Lestat's. I, I have a that cup. Is, that's great. A oh. coffee cup from there. And I have just, several. Just to prove to Gene that it existed. And they are they are a um, they are a Starbucks success story. Um, a Starbucks opened up had a corner to them a number of years ago. Oh my god! And like they're still there. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen years ago. And as soon as that happened, Lestat's business got to be so good that they went twenty four hours. Wow! Indeed. Yeah, it was like within a few months after that Starbucks opening, Lestat's realize that hey you know we 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 can keep this place open 24 hours a day and we will still make money and they've been doing that ever since it's it it is one of the only 24 hour coffee houses that i know of i've never heard of another one that's a yeah. pretty good success story i i presume that they uh they basically drank Starbucks's latte and Starbucks had to close down. <laughs> no, they're still there. Is still there. Really? Okay. The Starbucks is still there, but you see what I think is happening is that people know about Starbucks and so they will go to Starbucks, but then when they're in that area and they're getting their coffee from Starbucks, they see the other coffee house and they're like, "Oh, I wonder what that's all about." And they go and try it. And then they don't go and back to Starbucks. And some percentage of them are going to say, dang, this is better than what, what's over there. I'm coming here from now on. Yeah, well, the depends, music's better. Depending on which Starbucks you go to, you know, uh, it's uh-huh. you either get wonderful coffee or you get stuff that tastes like it came out of an ashtray. Exactly. So. <clears throat> well, some of it is the roast. And, and, the and apparently the way they make it in Seattle is very different from the way they make it anywhere else. Well, that's just marketing, that. you I know. I did not know that. No, that's I don't think it's marketing. See, I went to Seattle a number of years ago to do a uh, 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 a music fest up there called uh, Geek Fest. It was mm-hmm. hosted by the uh, Seattle Browncoats. Mm-hmm. And they brought in, for the performers, they brought in a couple of things full of house, you know, see, Starbucks house coffee. I've had Starbucks house coffee. It's okay if they make it right. And, you know, that's fine. That's cool. I poured myself a cup. I, you know, put my milk and sugar in it, and I took a sip. And holy camoles, that thing was strong enough to crawl out of the cup and arm wrestle me. <laughs> wow. I I literally came out with, you know, wholly expletive as I was looking at this coffee cup with astonishment without missing a beat. Sonny Larson looked up and said, welcome to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's great. <laughs> so, um, welcome to coffee talk on crypto. Yeah. Radio. yeah. You guys, yeah, you we're kind of digressing, aren't we? You guys travel uh, a lot. Uh, because e- each of you has something, has a, a performance or an act, essentially, that you take on the road with you. Um, and I have a question that's related to something I want to do. Um, and I've been talking about this uh, with Susan on and off for weeks now. 
And I'm thinking that uh, in order to help attract people to our booth at conventions, when we start doing, when we start getting booths at conventions, we need a great big attractant. And I was thinking, what the hell? There are instructions on this, uh, on how to do this online everywhere, and we can enhance it in ways that uh, few other people can. Let's build a TARDIS. Okay. And uh, I was wondering how, in your travels, how often do you see them at conventions? And uh, uh, what kind of impact do they have um, on the crowds when you do see them? Now, see, I'm the other, I'm, I have the other point of view from Gene. I think that's been done. <laughs> and there are already a couple of them around. What, what else could, could we have up there that people could take a picture with? Um, well, I do know that they are, they are popular, you know, I've seen them around, uh, some, it, it, a lot of it has to do with how much effort and how much, uh, craftsmanship actually goes into, uh, the construction. Mm -hmm. I've seen ones that are just like made out of cardboard and people just walk by them, but the ones that are actually, you know built well and and look like an actual set piece or you know close to it anyway those are the ones that people want to get their pictures taken at uh-huh that's sort of what i thought as well i mean i've seen some uh i've seen tardises made out of uh boxes and foam core and things like that and mm -hmm. and uh, they don't detract too much attention but the well-made ones really seem to and i yeah. was thinking you know we could add, uh, we could add a little uh, control computer in it and put some multimedia in it, you know, like sounds, uh, sound clips, and and have it interactive in some limited way as well. That could be fun, you know. What do you think, uh, Christian? Have you have you seen a lot of Tardises? Uh, how many? Oh yeah. How, how many per convention on the East Coast? Uh it, it varies a lot. I mean, Mark has his cardboard cutout TARDIS, but we are hoping one day to plan to have a full-scale TARDIS. Now, TARDIS and the cleavage, I'm sure that'll attract everybody. And you make sure that you hand out cups of coffee that are at, you know, like lime, lime refreshing, ashtray flavored coffee out at your convention. But sure, they'll keep everybody awake the whole time. <laughs> So I I, I, I got to agree. I mean, the the cardboard cutouts, the the ones up against the wall, they don't really do much of anything. What the what the guests want, especially the Whovians, they want something that they can tangibly step into, step out, because there's mm -hmm. that kind of that little imagination when they walk into the TARDIS. No matter what, every time I open that door, I'm thinking, please, Doctor, be inside. Yeah, <laughs> you know, please let be this be the TARDIS. But everybody loves that pose, sticking their head out and. You know, going around the TARDIS, peering around the TARDIS when they have all that. And I've seen some that have, like, interactive buttons. Like, they uh, they have buttons on the ceiling, or, or, or one TARDIS at one of the conventions, they have buttons on the ceiling, buttons on the side where you can push in, and they interact, and they make the dematerialization sound. They make the TARDIS in flight. I mean, it really cool stuff. So the more, I, I guess, interactive that the TARDIS is, and the more thought process the, the TARDIS has, the more that people will 
interact with it and come to your booth. And I think, I, I, you know what, I'm, now I'm thinking the coffee idea is probably not a bad idea. <laughs> Keeps them awake and then they smell it and they're like, they're fully awake when they're coming to your booth. I'm like, yeah, I need a, you know, I need a cup of Joe there. So I was thinking popcorn popper. Two ideas there. Popcorn pop. How about a popcorn popper with with little little rectangular uh, popcorn boxes that are. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say uh, you know uh, at a certain point they the convention is gonna say ah oh, you can't serve food at your 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 table. Yeah, yeah. Whether well, they can't serve it or you can't sell it. Oh, well, either one. Either yeah, one? Okay. Then, you, then you're gonna shut down everybody who's got a candy bowl. Well, oh, that's, that's not going to happen. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I, I guess you would have to. I don't know. This is this is olfactory sort of, warfare. Yeah, I guess that's sort of. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it, you know. But th- that's it's something that that could be done. You know, I just um, I have gone to a lot of uh, a lot of the bigger conventions out here on the West Coast. Uh, WonderCon and San Diego Comic Con and and uh, uh, conventions like that, Fanime, and uh, conventions like that, and uh, 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 they do attract some really big uh, presentations and shows. Uh, Kamikaze, you mm-hmm. know, you know, we go in there and they have like um, uh, Gentle Giant Studios that did the prototyping for all of the Iron Man shows. Oh, and they yeah. have they have every version of Iron Man all set up on on maquettes, and you can just get within two feet of them and take all the pictures you want. That sort of thing. So, well, it lived there. Yeah. I, an Iron Man suit has the uh, advantage of you can walk it in yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, I think they put oh, these on cool. dollies though. Um, here's uh, we've got a big movie coming out december 17th i'm sure you know which one i'm talking about yep what do you guys think (laughs) i already have my tickets so do we i love charlie brown i totally love charlie oh not that movie i'm sorry (laughs) yeah yeah that's 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 already out yeah i want to see that one too i've been i was a I was a big Peanuts fan when I was a kid. That's it. Let's build a Snoopy's doghouse that people can lie on top of and take a picture. No, I guess not. You know how uncomfortable it is to lie on top of a doghouse? I tried it once. It you, it, it pokes you in the Especially a peaked nice. roof doghouse like the one in Peanuts. I know. It's not nice. It doesn't actually make any sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it makes sense in a 2D world. Right. But... I figured, well, retroactively, after I tried a peaked roof one, that it must have had been like a, uh, built like, you know, the shape of a barn <laughs> with a uh, yeah. separate, you know, a flat roof and then shingles up down the side. I don't know. This anyway, worked in my head, didn't it? I'm, I have been, uh, I have the unenviable task of writing about every single darn thing that comes out about Star Wars. For the right. Krypton Radio website, and I, I there's so know. many I'd... goofball rumors going around right now. It ain't funny. Oh, like Luke Ray, Skywalker. Ray is, is Luke's. Ki- Ray is Luke's daughter. Ray is Leia's daughter. Le- Ray is Luke and Leia's daughter. Ew. Yeah, uh, Luke Skywalker is Kylo Ren. No, he's not. 
No, hmm. he isn't. We've seen the actor for who plays Kylo Ren, and it is not Mark Hamill. Um, I don't know, with that long, flappy uh, uh, front, uh, you know, flap on the front of his helmet, uh, I think it's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Finn's last name is either Windu or Calrissian. We don't know which. Uh-huh. Uh, BB-8 is the love child of R2-D2 and the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. Plug into me, baby. <clears throat> oh, who the hell is going to know? <laughs> stick it yeah. in the, stick it in, right in the data port. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next thing you see is a robot shaped like the Death Star, but with R2's head. Yeah. Yeah. That would be no. Okay, no. We're, this is going in distinctly the wrong direction. <laughs> yes. Um, all, all I know so, is that this year, the the Star Wars fans' prayer is, please don't suck, please don't suck, please don't suck. Which yep. is also going to be next year's prayer of the Star Trek fans, so, you know, we're no better. Yeah. Star Trek. I really hope they pull it out of the uh, grim and gloomy place they took it in Into Darkness. Well, just, you know, we knew it wasn't going to be Little Mr. Cheerful and uh, with a title no, like that. But Darkness! Still. Gloom! But yeah. uh, for every, you know, Into Darkness, just... there's got to be a Trouble with Tribbles or a, yeah. a Voyage Home or something, you know, little comic relief. And we just lost uh, Christian Basil, and we're going to try to get him back. So, Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Maybe, but in, maybe. But in the meantime, we can um, talk about it behind his back. Actually, I was going to bring up something related to Doctor Who that I'm working on. Oh, okay. Uh, my next album is called Doctor Captain Dovahkiin Chief. What's Dovahkiin? Dovahkiin is uh, from Skyrim. Oh. In the dragon language, it means dragonborn. And oh, you so, know and what? And in Skyrim, you play the dragonborn, and that's. <sighs> That's the character you play through the game. And while he's uh, listening to this, Chaotix is screaming at me. I know that, but I had to ask. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Doctor in Doctor Captain Dovahkiin Chief is the Doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, Captain could be uh, anybody. He, Captain could be a lot of people, but it happens to actually be Captain Mal Reynolds. Yay! Oh, that's cool. Wow, that was weird. Yeah, we got you back. Yeah, we. Yay. How much more time do you need me? I'm sorry, Gene. I, I, the, so I didn't realize when somebody calls my regular phone, it cuts everything off. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, Evan was just about to tell us about his his uh, album, yeah, which involves uh, Doctor Who. The uh, the the second song on the album is called "Spoilers," <laughs> and it is it is my Doctor Who song. Uh, that I wrote a couple of years ago. Oh, awesome. uh, That you can see, uh, you can see a video of it on my YouTube channel, a live performance. But uh, this, the, what's coming out on the album, is going to be a full studio arrangement. And uh, I'm really, I really like how it's uh, how it's turned out. I'm really um, looking forward to hearing that song. I don't think I've heard that cut before. Uh, well, uh, like I said, you can find it on my YouTube channel and, and, um, maybe I might 
be able to, uh, I don't know, send you an advanced copy to play on the <laughs> station. That would be oh, helpful. Oh, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. With a title yeah, like can... that, I, I just envision a four, four-corner, um, kind of like Meet the Beatles. Oh, that's actually something I hadn't thought of. Huh. I could I do that. You might have some problem with that title because people are going like, oh, what's the new song called? Spoilers. No, really, what's the new song called? Spoilers. No, no, tell me. <laughs> tell me. Oh, come on, you can tell me. I don't mind spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Who's on first? Yep, nailed it. Doctor uh, Who's on first. You know, Eben, I think he has a point. <laughs> you may, you, you, yeah, he may be right. Although I, 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 um, that title was actually suggested to me by a friend. I was originally just going to call it Madman in a Box. Um, Ooh, we have heard this song. It's wonderful. But, uh, but, um, now he said, I think it should be called Spoilers. And I'm like, okay, that's brilliant. I have to go with it. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, guys, uh, thank you for joining us for this evening's episode of The Event Horizon. It was great having you both on. I mean, what a lively conversation. You yeah, know, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, if you don't mind me plugging out over here again, uh, for those of you in the Central Florida area, we will be at Megacon Fan Days at the Orlando County, Con- oh, I'm sorry, the Orange County Convention Center, November 21st and 22nd. Don't forget, Paul McGann is going to be out there with us. We are hosting six panels with our Machu, uh, Mark 42 game show. Gosh, I can't even talk tonight or today or whenever you're listening to this. Wibbly wobbly, timely wimey. You know, have a great time. Here's the podcast. But uh, definitely catch us then, and always listen to us at uh, Marku42 on Krypton Radio, and catch us on our website at www.marku42.net. And Eben, where are you going to be next, and what's your website? My website is music.ebenbrooks.com, and where I'm going to be next is a week uh, from now on the 21st of November. Uh, I have my monthly geeky music show with Allison Lonsdale at Lestat's Coffee House in San Diego. That's at 3343 Adams Avenue. That's great. We'll be at LostCon uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, we're uh, actually presenting a panel on Halfway Home Adventures in the Asteroid Belt. Uh, essentially Ooh. the process of developing a, a science fiction radio program from scratch. Uh, and we're going to try to get the pilot episode performed as the halftime show for the masquerade. No problems, but we're Yeah, we're not oh. yeah, we're we're working on it. But we don't know if we'll make it, but we're going to try. And the the soundtrack for it, the musical score is going to be written by the same guy who wrote the score for the uh for Mark Scott Zacree's um Space, uh, Command. Space Command movie. Oh, is, nice. is David Raiklin oh. is doing the honors. So we're going to have a full orchestral score. Fantastic. That is sweet. I'm very that excited is... about that. It, it's, this is going to be so much fun. Halfway Home, Adventures in the Asteroid Belt. Uh, it's it's something that uh, we have been working on for, I guess, about three years now, trying to come up with a concept and whittle it down until, you know, like chip away everything that doesn't look like an elephant. You know, one yeah. of those problems. Or an asteroid. Or an asteroid. And uh, we're going to be having tie-ins with various uh, various other fan productions. Like um, uh, one of the locations in the series is called Rest Stop after an asteroid called Rest Stop. Uh, 
It's Leslie Fish song. The Les- Leslie Fish song. Oh, nice. Which we need, we probably should ask her about. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we need to ask her about this. Uh, if nothing else, it's an homage. Uh, yeah. but, uh, we'd love to use Leslie fish. If you're listening, we'd love to talk to you about the music. And then there's, uh, on the asteroid called rest stop. There is a location called the cobalt parrot cantina run by two people named Rick and Sam, who are characters from another radio show that's on Krypton radio. That's called Dr. Geek's laboratory of applied geekdom. I know them. So we're, so we're going to do a crossover with those characters and they've already agreed oh. to they've already agreed to it and uh Dr. Geek and I are going to be uh collaborating on the dialogue for them. Fantastic. So it's been great having you both on the show Christian Basil, Evan Brooks, thank you very much. Thank you. We hope to see both of you. If you are listening to this, go see them at at uh, Megacon and at Lestats in San Diego. Thanks for joining us guys. Thank you. And what's the name of the song again? Spoilers. No, you can tell me now. Spoilers. No, I'm really serious. Tell me. No, it's spoilers. Seriously. No. Crying out loud. Tell me the name of the song. It's spoilers. I've done all this before And I'll do it all again Don't speak to me of ifs, dear girl It all comes down to when And it may take me but an instant Or an eon now and then But I'll be there to keep you living for today Yesterday's a mystery Unraveling history but it's not worth a dime today is all that matters with its glory and its grime and i'll be there to keep you living one more day because i'm a My mission is to save life, but I killed all of my kind, cause it was them or everybody else until the end of time. And I may have much to learn in this infinity of mine, but I'll be there to keep you living for today. Oh, it's 
been listening to episode 120 of the event horizon on krypton radio for november 14 2015 our guests this evening have been singer songwriter evan brooks and co-host of the doctor who show mark who 42 christian basil this episode will air again on sunday november 15 at 4 p.m pacific and on tuesday thursday and saturday morning at 4 a.m pacific 7 a.m eastern throughout the coming week Consult the program schedule on the kryptonradio.com website for show times in your area. If you would like to appear on the event horizon or you know or work for someone who does please write to our production manager Kat Carter at catcarter at kryptonradio.com. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The Navigator was played by Christine Cherry. 
The science officer was science fiction illustrator Mark Schirmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire, and the captain was voiced by science fiction author Larry Niven. This program and its contents except where provided by others is copyright 2015 by the Krypton Media Group, Incorporated. The Event Horizon, it's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.